Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. Last month, the National Science Foundation released a report entitled Impacts of Ocean Acidification on Coral Reefs. The report links increases in atmospheric CO2 to the acidification of the ocean, suggesting that global warming threatens the survival of coral reefs. Cato Senior Fellow in Environmental Studies, Pat Michaels, comments. I understand you take issue with some of the assertions in the National Science Foundation report. Well, it's not me that takes issue with them. It's the facts that take issue with things in the report. The report talks about increasing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that that results in uh, increasing oceanic acidity. Well, indeed, in the long run that may be true, but the report starts off by overestimating the rate of increase of atmospheric carbon dioxide by twice what it actually is. The report says, quote, rates of increase have risen from 0.25% per year in the 1960 to 0.75% per year in the last five years. That's just not true. The Mauna Loa record of carbon dioxide taken at the observatory there is the gold standard. It's the one everybody uses. And the average rate of change in the 1960s was 0.3% per year, so it was higher than they said it was. And in the last five years, it is 0.55%, not 0.75%. And all this results in them doubling the amount of carbon dioxide that they're assuming is going in the atmosphere. What are the implications of this difference? Well, the amount of warming that comes out of a climate model is very close to exactly proportional to the percent change in carbon dioxide that goes into the model. So in other words, if you assume that carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is changing at twice the rate that it actually is, the computer model will predict twice the warming that's actually occurring. And in fact... That's one of the problems with these models. They assume that carbon dioxide is going in the atmosphere at 1% per year. Listen to the NSF report. It says, quote, the current atmospheric CO2 concentration is expected to continue to rise by about 1% per year over the next few decades. Well, excuse me, continue? In the last decade, it was 0.49% per year, half of what it's supposed to be doing, according to the word continue. In the decade before that, it was 0.42%. In the decade before that, it was 0.43%. Sounds pretty constant to me. And all that means is if models assume a 1% per year carbon dioxide growth rate, which they do, they're predicting twice as much warming as is going to occur. Why do global warming studies use a CO2 rate of increase that is twice the real rate? Is there a statistical reason for this? I have not found one reason for this yet. It is a standard. It provides a standard for intercomparing different climate models. But computer programming is not what it used to be. It's really easy to have the standard be what reality is. Maybe the standard was 1% per year because people wanted a common comparison, but it's easy to put in a half a percent per year in the models, and you'll get about half as much warming out. Have any studies reported a decline in coral reefs in the past quarter century? There are some studies that show coral bleaching, which is loss of the commensal algae that are associated with the coral and give some of them their characteristic color, but they seem to come back. A real problem with the NSF coral report is the curtain carbon dioxide concentration is about 380 parts per million in the atmosphere, and we're going to really have to work at doubling it. I'm not so sure it will ever double from human activity, at least from the 380 that it is now. About 100 million years ago, actually less than that, the concentration was 3,000 parts per million. And the corals are one of the oldest phyla on the planet. They're about 500 million years old. So they lived perfectly fine with 3,000 parts per million CO2. How acidic did the ocean have to be 
for 3,000 parts per million versus 380. You tell me. 175 million years ago, it was pushing 6,000 parts per million. And the coral soltered on and on and on. I'll make a bet that long after human beings have gone down the evolutionary road, those corals are still going to be there. Pat Michaels is the author of Meltdown, The Predictable Distortion of Global Warming by Scientists, Politicians, and the Media. You can purchase his book at the Cato Online Bookstore at www.catostore.org. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.